everybody. It's Sunday and it's noon. And guess who's here? KDK9, your nooner for Sundays. So hopefully you got your ears on. Hopefully you got your phone near that you can call in and say hi. And this is my 20, well, technically yesterday was my 20th anniversary of being on FM 107 because I started uh, the first Saturday in August is when I started. The first Saturday, not a Sunday. Uh, the first, how many years is a, I've been doing four to six on Sundays for 12 years. So there was eight years on Saturday mornings. Started out eight to nine and then I went to eight to ten. And so anyway, so today we're celebrating the 20 years of me talking to you. Aren't you happy? <laughs> and so, Josh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Well, good, good, good. So how was your week going? So far, so good. Just well, working, working, working. Went to Kenny Chesney yesterday. That oh, was how fun. was that? Oh, it was always a blast. Well, no, was that, where was that, U.S.? Yeah, U.S. Bank, yep. Okay, okay, and so it was it packed? Oh, yeah, it was actually really packed. I was <laughs> kind of surprised, because WeFest is also this weekend, so a lot of people flock to Detroit Lakes this time of year for oh, WeFest, and okay. I think that was a lot of people's puzzling uh, logic with that was, why is Kenny Chesty having this big concert when there's WeFest? Yeah, like, no kidding. Yeah, you can only fit so many people on a card, so I'm sure he was probably like, I can still do this. <laughs> okay. Oh, and the thing, too, is going to WeFest has got to be a lot cheaper than going to the You get concert. more bang for your buck, that's yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. You also spend a lot more money on, like, you know, RV spots, and it, it, it adds it's comfortable up, it's, instead of standing in the U.S. bank with that could trillion other people. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and all the noisy. I'm sorry, I am not a concert goer. Not a concert goer. I cannot take that. And so anyway, so well, good. You had a good time. A good time was yeah. that all? Yeah, did good you, time. How, who do you all, did you go with a buttload of people? Just, uh, just a few friends of mine invited me to go. I'm like, yeah, it's a free ticket. Why not? Oh, <laughs> Why cool. not go? Free ticket? So. Yeah. Boy, how do you rate? Yeah, yeah. So that was I suppose fun. they want you to say their names on the on the radio. Oh no, they don't want any of that. They're probably sleeping still. <laughs> so you went to I was bright I was up bright and early to do all this fun radio stuff wow. today. So. Well, and, and, and here we are, KDK night. It's already noon. Yeah, I know it. And then all of a sudden then you can go home and take a nap. Yeah, I might have right? to. There you go. There you go. We were you out late late? No, not really. I pretty Three. much I got I mean late for me is usually like one, but like I was home I was home by like eleven. Really? So. <laughs> home by eleven, up by like seven or eight. Oh so. my goodness gracious. Okay. Finally got an actual, you know, night's sleep after you know I, I average about five a night now, right now. We're doing radio and all that other uh-huh. stuff. So because oh, I'm up at four AM every day. So Hey Zemi Christmas. I know I heard something about you turned was it you turned on Lori or Julia's button one show this week? So I turned on her I, I I had her mic on because we were literally just about to go go into the segment from the dirt alert. So I had both their mics on and uh she just happened to burp, and now here we are. It's a promo on Talk. It's the best. Thanks. Shout out to Rocco for making there that. There you go. Now, of course, you know, he catches everything. That Rocco, he's got ears. He is, he's yeah, on top he's of everything. Out, out of this world, good uh-huh. at what he does. That's totally, totally. And he's worked every show but mine. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That really is. But hopefully you guys got something. We'll give a holler. And guess who we have in studio? We have Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, here to join us. So we um, got take questions. To, we're going to talk about pancreatitis, what it is, and then what to feed. Because we had a, I had a gal call me uh, at home or at Katie's Canine. Uh, and so talked and said, you know, why don't you listen to Sunday? Because hopefully we'll get Dr. Jess to 
dispute about it. So anyway, so hopefully you got other questions for Dr. Jess and myself and to call and say hi. And I want to thank everybody for on Facebook. Uh, lots of awesome comments. Lots of uh, fantastic. I, I really, it, it, it tickles me pink that, you know, that I've got so many loyal listeners and people that uh, actually listen. Because <laughs> without you guys, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> the ratings would be, nobody want to advertise. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it was a nice run, but goodbye. <laughs> but no, I don't have to worry about that so far. You know, I, 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 once again, the people that came up to me on the 20th birthday party, at Lush, I was just blown away by their kind words. And so it's just, it's really cool. So if you got time, give a holler. Let me know what you learned. If you learned anything, whether I taught it to you or Dr. Jess taught it to you. But, you know, 20 years, who would have thunked it? I, I still think it's just the fastest two hours of my life every week when I have uh, people on. And I'm sure maybe Dr. Jess, when you first started, it was just kind of like, I, I remember you said the same thing, what everybody does. I can't believe two hours went that fast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, what? We're done? Huh? What? <laughs> Always a good time. And there's never, yeah, there's never enough time either. It's like, well, wait a minute, we're not done talking. Well, we got to be. So it is what it is. And so then, and then Josh, I brought Josh a little little package of, of uh, beef sticks from Gronhoffer's Meat in Hugo. So hopefully you enjoy it. They're all different kinds. Can't go wrong. Each one. Yeah, each one. You have to let me know what your favorite is. Uh, I, I try to remember and I never do. <laughs> like, I, I really like the one I got now. I have no idea. I think it's a cheeseburger one, but I'm not sure. So anyway, but hopefully, like I say, you got time. You can give a holler. You got 651-641-1071. Say hi. Um, some, and we got some giveaways to give today. And uh, so hopefully you'll, you'll have fun today. And I, well, I have fun every week, so that's just the way it goes. So how has everything been with you, Dr. Jess? Pretty good. Anything new and exciting in the veterinary world or the uh, holistic world? It, no, it's summer. It's summer. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know, even though I'm everybody's nooner right now. And I realize that some people do leave their cabin, you know, at noon because they want to get home, get ready for the work week, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, drive time, I think, in my head four to six. So technically, hopefully, I'm a little bit of drive time from. Oh, I, ca- I came down here in pretty heavy southbound traffic. Yeah, so did for I. Sure. Yep, yep. For sure. No, I know it. And then I'm just amazed at the pull behind trailers that are out there. It's like, oh, my Lord. And then, of course, you got big honking trucks. You know, haul them, and I bet you they get about three miles to the gallon. <laughs> mm-hmm. I drive my avalanche, my old three avalanche, and I would, um, everybody says, uh, it, well, the first time the gas prices uh, took a hike. You know, everybody says, how much? I said, I don't care. I said, short of me getting hit by a semi or a big box truck, I got a pretty good chance of pulling through it. <laughs> That's what I'm driving my insurance policy. Mm-hmm. I don't care about the gas because I don't go anywhere anyway. You know, mm-hmm. my box is, you know, forced like wiper, like, <laughs> and then here, and then back home again. I don't go anywhere. So that's why I hardly put any miles on my truck. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about, like I said, pancreatitis, you know, today. So, but if you just want to call and give a holler and say hi, it'd be greatly appreciated. 651-641-1071. Um, and then I was going to say something. Um, I forgot to pull up the trivia. So what kind of trivia do you want to do? You want to do soft drink trivia? We can do that, yeah. Okay, what is the oldest? Ah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What is the oldest soft drink in America? Is it Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, 7-Up, or 1918? Wait a minute. 1919? No. Oh, no, it's not. That's why I had to look at it again. Wait a minute. 
ISO ISO root beer. I was going to say, 1919 would probably win it because that kind of gives it away. (laughs) Well, you never know. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And so, uh, yeah, please give a holler and either say hi, give us uh, what you learned from us, uh, uh, whatever. Happy 20th, 20th anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. You know what that's from? No. Flintstones. Oh, the Flintstones. Yes. Did you know that, Josh? That song was from yeah, the Flintstones? Yeah, I had to dig deep for that one, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they had songs. <clears throat> uh, well, no, the Flintstones, yeah, they had all kinds of, uh, whatever you call it. I don't remember songs from the Flintstones. Okay. I mean, the theme song the, is pretty. Oh, yeah, but no, they used yeah. to have some. Uh, but half a theme anniversary. song? Yeah. Okay. What is the oldest soft drink in America? Uh, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, 7-Up. Or IBC root beer? Uh, IBC. Nope. What do you think, Dr. Jess? Oh, really? Because that, that one had my vote, too. Okay, nope. Okay. Um, I did not get it. I got it in the second try. Dr. Pepper. The first... You. Sold, yeah, the first sold in 1885 <laughs> at Morrison's Old Corner Drugstore in Waco, Texas. Dr. <laughs> Pepper is the oldest soft drink in America, and as soon... And it was soon followed by Coca-Cola in 1886, Pepsi-Cola in 1898, IBC, I still did that, okay, IBC root beer in 19, so IBC is 1919 root beer, okay, and then 7-Up in 1929, Sprite in 1961, and countless other soft drinks have come along since the disappearance of the, uh, disappearance from the shelves. In 1929, there were more than 600 lemon-lime soft drinks. Hanks alone Ew. on the market. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Pepper has twenty three different flavors, apparently. Yeah. So really, Ugh. that's the that's the, the the promo piece of it. It has oh. like a big twenty three on it now. So I don't <laughs> yep. know what that means. Yep. No, like I say, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Anyway, okay, so give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one, and who's up to bat? Yeah, we have uh, Penny with a question regarding a uh, her unsociable cat. Unsociable cat. Hey, Penny, how you doing? Hi, Penny. Hi, Katie. Hey, you doing? Congratulations on your 20 years. Well, I've been a listener for about half that time. Well, thank you. And because you were the very first call of the day, you get one of the prize packages from Nutrisource. So oh, you, get, you get a free Wonderful. bag of uh, dog or cat dog or cat food. Then buy one, get one free for another Kitty. coupon. And then a $5 off. So uh, for any, any of their dog cat products, okay? Wonderful. So for being the first call. So what do we got? We got a snotty little kitty? <laughs> yes. Um, and I'm glad Dr. Jess is on, too. We have been co-parenting this rescued kitty for about two years. Okay. So during the school year, she goes to the college dorm. And on all school breaks, she comes to our home. So she's been with us this summer. And, well, this is her second summer. She goes outside, and now I um, think I fear she has fleas. And the problem comes in, we think she was abused as a kitten, and she does not like to be handled by anyone but my granddaughter, who she lives with at college. Okay. So to get her to a vet would be so stressful. I don't know anybody would survive the... Yeah, but why are you bring her to a vet for fleas? Well... 
I just wonder if I need to no. for vaccines, for no. flea treatment, and I don't know if she has ear mites. No. Okay, so Dr. I'm wondering Dish. if you can help me with... Uh, hold on. Yeah, you, this does not rig a call to the to the vet. Okay. Well, unless like if you're if you're wondering about ear mites, I mean that's legit. Mm-hmm. And if you if you you know want a physical exam to put your mind at ease and to make sure that the cat is in good shape, um, I would suggest that you call uh, Doctor Sue Swanson. She's a holistic cat vet who has a house call business. Um, she's, you know, well-versed in Chinese medicine and homeopathy and stuff like that. She's well, she, fantastic. She goes to people's homes now? Yes, she does. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, she does. Oh, cool. So her website is, I believe it's the theholisticcatclinic.com, something like that. Or if you Google Dr. Sue Swanson, holistic cat vet, Minnesota. Yep, you'll find her. Minnesota. You'll find her. Not, yeah, not in Tahiti. And she, and she does. She does also treat some dogs too. So I definitely like people who, um, you know, want house calls for their dog for whatever reason. I give them her information as oh, nice. well. Nice. But I think she'd be like exactly the right person that you're looking for. Okay, because she's okay. got well, phenomenal cat we, experience. Yeah, and I guess if we can just not even have to get to the vet for the fleas and. So do you know that the also, cat has fleas? Have, we need have you to seen have them? some vaccines. She had her initial ones when she was a kitten, which I think was three years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how much care I need to be giving her right now. Mm-hmm. So have you seen fleas? No, but she's, you know, reaches back and nips at herself and scratches herself a lot. Okay. So with cats, it can be hard to tell the difference between something like fleas, which actually a lot of times you you might not find them on a cat because cats can groom themselves so right. well, yep. um, uh-huh. versus uh, food sensitivity, which will cause oh. kind of the same symptoms. So you see cats pulling their hair yeah, out yeah. and kind of chewing the well, fur on their legs down to the bone. Food, okay. so, mm-hmm. is, um, it, is it dry food? Yes. Yes, so that's a problem. Yeah. Okay. You go to the Good Nutrisource Grain Free canned. Mm-hmm. And then also, okay. too. But you got to have variety. Yep. And the big thing, yep. too, is that um, some cats, like my Walter, get a chicken allergy because chickens yes. and everything. And so, what with Nutrisource, they got seven grain free canned foods that do not have chicken in. And that's what okay. I have to give my Walter. So you might that might be causing the scratchy, not the fleas. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and basically, if you have the one cat, you just get a couple cans of this one, a couple cans of that one, and every time you open a can, make it a different protein. Uh huh. And if okay. you all right. use all seven of them, I mean, obviously, if she hates one of them, then you're down to six. Yeah. Um, but yeah. basically, you want to have a bunch of proteins going in so that you can uh, prevent her from becoming allergic to some other protein. So you can't just change from chicken to turkey and feed her only turkey, because right. then she's going to become allergic yeah. to turkey. Right. But that, well, but that chicken allergy is a, is a it's a real thing. So I would I, definitely start with that. Yeah, I've been trying to switch up the kibble and for the different flavors in Nutrisource, but there are like three that she just turns her nose up at and walks away. And mm-hmm. what you want to do is get the grain-free canned foods, take about a tablespoon, mix it with a yep. smidgen of the dry. And put a little oh, bit of warm okay. water on it, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit on more on the gravy side. Okay, then if she eats that, then maybe do it one more for like breakfast, you know, and then do yep. the same thing. And then pretty soon, less and less dry, and then more and more wet, and you're all the way over to wet. Because some dogs don't, or dogs, yeah. some cats don't want to. Well, I don't. The mm-hmm. I don't think it's a issue 
of giving her to eat canned. We have oh, I have okay. been giving her a couple occasionally when she won't eat the kibble. Nice. So Okay, um, good. Well then just go straight to the grain free canned foods. Yeah. So then <laughs> how some... long would I determine whether it's fleas or allergy? And so she should become, you know, gradually less itchy if you stop feeding her chicken. Uh, a lot of times that's enough to clear it up. You can add fish oils. You can add probiotics. Those will help her in immune system repair itself. So those okay. are pretty easy things to do. You can get those at any pet food store. You can get a flea okay. comb and then go by, by her butt and her tail and then like her chest oh. and under her chin. And then uh, you can get diatomaceous earth, food grade. And then you can sprinkle a little bit where she lays, you know, where she mainly sleeps. All right. And you can put a towel oh. down and sprinkle it on top of that. Um, and then you can put like a, a dusting on her. I mean, just if you take some diatomaceous or food grade, put it in a baby sock, zip tie it, and then pat her shoulder blades, pat her uh-huh. rump where her tail and her butt is. Okay. And okay. then her chest. Yeah, so that's one way to to get rid of fleas. But, like, I think you could also use those flea traps, like the kind where you plug it in and you put a dish of water underneath it. Oh, yeah, they all go the light. Right, and so that might help tell you you if, if fleas are a problem. Yep. Oh, and do you get that at a pet store? Well, so what I, what I just did is I took a desk lamp, you know, that bends. Okay. Yep. And then I put mm-hmm. a pie pan underneath it and put some water under it. And I brought the, the, the light down as far as I could, you know, type thing without it falling over. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and so then they so, jumped so for like, the. So how far away was it? It's probably the water? maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe like 10 foot? inches. Yeah, 10 inches, a foot, whatever. But anyway, they jump for the warmth of the light of the bulb and then they fall down into the water. And then make sure you put a couple drops of uh, Dawn dish soap in it. So that when it it coats the wings, so then they can't fly, uh, jump back out. Their legs, oh. not their wings, but their legs. So they yeah. can't jump back out. Okay, and so that's what okay. you just do. So they jump for the warmth of the light, and then and put it by like where the cat spends a lot of time. That's where you want. Okay. That's where you yeah. want to plug it in. Yeah, and so I would I, I would probably do that to try to see if you if you, you have fleas have at first because um, diatomaceous earth is extremely dusty, and and it's also it's very from, it's also very drying. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Oh. But if you put it where her bed, you know, her beds are and stuff like yeah. that, where she sleeps, that's... yeah, and that's not a bad idea. If you have a cat who goes outside, so um, you know, maybe every couple of days or something like that, just sprinkle it, some on her it's bed. A, just a, a light dusting, okay? We're not using. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just yeah. like a pinch and spread it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be a really okay. good thing to do. Yeah, but it's okay. easier if you just put it in a ziploc baby sock. You know, put it in a baby sock, zip tie it, because then it's just a pat, a pat, and you walk away, and you're not dealing with. Because you don't want to inhale the dust as it's flowing through the air. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not okay. good for your lungs, okay? But once it settles, it's just fine. Okay. okay. Well, and now that she goes outside in the summers, do I need to give her any shots? I know you are opposed to mm-hmm. over-vaccinating yep. animals, and I agree with that. Yep. Well, she's been vaccinated for rabies in the past, and she's you know probably still good on that end. And then... Um, the other vaccines are kind of moot at this point. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's good to know. And then if she's scratching her ears, that could be ear mites, and then that would have to be a bat call? Yeah, just in order to tell, because they're micro, you know, they're, well, I guess they're not microscopic, but uh, they're very teeny, teeny, tiny, and so you cannot see them. Um, okay. And then 
but is itchy ears and itchy face can also be symptoms of food allergy. Right. Oh. You know, with my cat, what I did with Sally, she had ear mites. I put a, got a Q-tip, put a drop of uh, mineral oil on it, mm-hmm. and then went down the center and came up the side of the ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she got... Yeah, but, yeah I mean, but you could use any oil. Yeah. yeah. Like any bland oil. Like you could use olive oil. Okay. Yeah. And, oh. and you could literally... Just pour some into the cat's ear. Well, don't, I wouldn't say the word pour. We could. <laughs> well, some well, people would right, get a little two no. shot glass worth. You know? Well, because because you want to fill the ear canal because you're basically drowning the mites yep. in oh. oil, which is a very effective treatment, and it is messy. Yeah. And yeah, your cat might hate you. Yeah. 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 So, okay, but but well. but it's but it's it is an appropriate treatment for them. So yeah, because that's well, what you want to do. Is, no. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and yes. I will tell her it's the oil in your ear, or you're going to the vet. There you go. Oh, there you go. But yeah, it's, but to, <laughs> but like I said, by um, uh, by handling her more, and then by changing the food, rotating it, you know, type thing. And when she's eating, just give her a little scooch in the side of her face. You know, just try to just get treats every once in a while. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, kid. Well, thank you. Such good information. Thank you, you so much. Bye bye. Okay. What soft drink has a trademark slogan, obey, obey your thirst, Coca-Cola 7-Up, Sprite, or Mountain Dew? All right. Thank you for tuning in. This is 20 years of KDK9 here today. Well, actually, it was yesterday because it was the first Saturday of August when I started the show. So anyway, I got a question for you to see who can answer it So later. Okay. Uh, what soft drink has trademarked the slogan, obey your thirst, Coca-Cola 7-Up, Sprite, or Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. What do you think? Um, I don't know. Seven Up. Uh, nope. It is. Uh, I took Mountain Dew first, but I the slogan for that is Yahoo Mountain Dew. Okay. What? Yeah. Don't you remember that? Yahoo no. Mountain Dew. Yeah. But anyway, no. It's Sprite. <laughs> is what it is. Sprite. Sprite is marketed with the slogan "Obey Your Thirst." Sprite was first introduced by Coca Cola in 1961. Aren't Sprite and Seven Up essentially the same thing? No, believe it or not, they're not. Seven uh, Up. Is more um, carbonated and um, doesn't have as it's not as sweet as Sprite is. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did the taste test, you know, oh, one really? time. Yeah, because I grew up on Seven Up. Oh, interesting. And um, I don't like the Seven Up now. Now it's not as carbonated. Sprite is more carbonated. Huh. So I don't know. What can you say? Okay, who's up there? To, poor Josh over there is going, holy moly, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying. I had to grab some information from uh, Penny real okay. quick. And then uh, we have uh, b- 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 Vicky with a question regarding Spaniel food. All right, here we go. Hi, Vicky. How you doing? Hello, Vicky. Oh, hi, Katie. Um, congratulations. Well, thank you. I, I can't believe it either myself, and I'm loving. I loved every minute I was here. That's fabulous. I was here. I'm well, still here. <laughs> okay. I, I am. My question to you is: I am going to adopt an English toy spaniel in September. It's a King Charles English toy spaniel. Yep. Okay. And I would like to know what kind of food would be the best to feed this dog. And take it away right now. Go ahead. Okay. The, the dog is currently on Purina Pro Plan or Purina One Salmon. Oh yeah, and I just wondered if that was. Oh, we need sufficient. to change. We need to change the diet. Okay, Doctor okay. Jess, well, I'll let you take the first round. Yeah, I would say just um, uh, go to your local small pet food store and have them assist you 
in transitioning the dog to raw food. Oh, raw food. Oh, yeah. With a small dog like that, do you know how old this dog is? Uh, two and a half. With a small dog like that, and he's young, it'll be super easy. It'll be inexpensive to feed him. And, uh, you know, you'll have, you know, many, many more years with this dog if you play your cards right. Oh, okay. okay if, then you, okay. if you look on my website, holistic-vet-care.com, one, okay. one of the pages is labeled Favorites. And that's where I have um, like a couple of my favorite raw feeding videos that kind of walk you through it because it's super easy to do. Um, okay. There's uh, information on my website about raw feeding. <clears throat> there's uh, a couple of my favorite raw feeding books on there. It's super easy to do. And I think um, most of the smaller pet food stores sell raw food. And the people okay. who work there are typically very knowledgeable and can help you get started and help explain to you like how to transition from Purina to a real food diet. Yep. And then Nutrisource also has small bites formulas. Like if you're going away or something like that and you can't bring, you know, the raw with you and such like that. Nutrisource has got small bites. It's really small, a little round, which is really good for them. Okay. Oh, okay. So the, the website is, could you say that again? Tell Holistic. Me okay. Dash vet dash care.com okay 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 and and basically it's just because i think that you know regardless of the the breed the age or the health condition eating fresh food is always going to be better for you than eating processed food okay and for dogs you know we're in a great position here in the twin cities where there's tons of places to get really good quality um pre-mixed raw pet food so basically it has the meat the bones the organs some veggies and all you have to do is thaw it out and serve it and it's better than dry food okay so i i'm close to chuck and don's yep yep there you go they'll have it and their employees are usually very knowledgeable about raw feeding oh great Mm -hmm. okay okay well that's what i would do well good luck with the new pupper yeah enjoy your new dog thank you yeah you bet bye-bye bye-bye there you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, because like I said, all uh, some people, especially with big dogs, they don't they balk at uh, the cost of what it takes to feed a big dog. So I just tell them, you know, do raw a couple evenings a week, or you know, three even do some. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you don't want to transition all the way over into right. it, you know, type thing. And then Nutrisource, of course, you got you know their new element line, and then they've got they got so many. So you got to go to nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find out more about their formulas there. Okay, who's up next there, Mr. Jess? Uh, so Jess, we, got Josh. No, no worries. I, <laughs> yes, Josh. Jess makes me sound better. All right. <laughs> uh, we have Molly on the line with a Doberman anxiety-related question. Okay. Hey, Molly, how you doing? Hello. Hi, Molly, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So what's going on? Okay, so I have a Doberman that is almost two. Okay. <clears throat> We adopted him. He apparently was in school for to be a guard dog, and it didn't go well for him. Okay. But he's a great dog. He's very loving and friendly and extremely well-behaved. Nice. Uh, My issue is with him, he's extremely clingy. I can't 
even turn a corner without having his nose like literally straight up my butt. (laughs) 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 He's on me, on me, on me. He wants to sleep on me. He is extremely clingy. And I'm wondering. So what you got to do is you got to help him find his independence. Okay. And so uh, you want to teach him a good stay. And so that you can put him like in a stay across the room from you and then eventually go out of sight and come quick, come back and eventually stay out of sight for longer times. Um, you do now, is he kennel trained? He, he, I have now, yes. Okay. I make him sleep in the kennel at night because nice. otherwise yes. he's just on me. Nice. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 <clears throat> okay. And how long have you had him? Uh, about four months. Okay. Yeah, because what you got to do is help him with independence. You got to start, um, you know, remember got what he went to school for was to be mean, okay? I'm sure they didn't teach him any tricks. And so the more input, that will build confidence within himself, whether you want to do some tricks, um, when you, uh, brain teasers, you know, the brain te- the book Brain Teasers for Dogs by Soderman, that, bo- that book, uh, Brain Games for mm-hmm. Dogs, uh, you can look on YouTube uh, you can, for dog tricks. Start doing more input, all right? Now, is, okay. so who else is in the house? I have an Aussie that is fantastic, okay. and we have horses. So, okay. we, you know, he loves it out here and loves to run. Right, right. But, okay. um, uh, and humans, how many humans uh, you got? Just two of us. Okay, okay. Two adults. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then what you want to do is uh, take a leash and have the other human uh, where he's tied to that human, you know, for an hour here, three hours there. So he gets to know the other human and just doesn't, att- he can start detaching to always be touching you. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like going to a party with somebody and they you get grabbed and somebody grabs the other person you went with and you get tied to somebody you don't know. All of a sudden it's like, ah. And then you'll know, fine, who are you? What's your name? Right. What do you do? Yeah. You're making a friend that you never would have, but it was hat. It, it was a must because you were tied to that person. And that's the oh, same thing with, the, with, with the dog. Mm-hmm. Well, not annoying. Well, not necessarily. It's make it what you can make it. Okay. So, yeah, you can make it annoying if you choose, but I would make the best out of it and have some fun with it. But anyway, so the thing is with the dog, same thing. The other human in the house, just have a six foot leash. And then, like I say, if you're hanging out in the house, he has to hang with that person. If he's going out to get the mail, he's got to go out and get the mail with that person. You know, do it 15 minutes here, a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, you know, a day where he's going to be tied to another human, you know, in the house. So that he can start learning to be away from you. And, and then you're going to start input, you know, obedience, the do, teaching him to stay. Brain games, uh, brain teasers. The more input mentally, that's going to help this dog build his confidence. Okay? Okay. Okay. Does, does that make sense? And yeah. then, like I say, periodically, <laughs> through, just, periodically uh, throughout the day, put him in the kennel for five minutes here, a half hour there. If he falls asleep, leave him alone. Okay, it's not judge. You're just not going in the kennel when you leave or when you go night-night. Okay, he's got to go in there periodically, to, 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 even though you're in the house, he's got to be in his kennel. Okay? Okay. Yep, he okay. doesn't like that. Okay, what does he and do then? He, he'll cry. I've tried to do that. He'll, he cries. Okay, and, then get a pop. And if he's out of his kennel, he'll do naughty stuff like issue or, you know what I mean? Like, just grab my underwear, yep, grab yep. weird things. Yep. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, no, stuff, that like, has, well, stuff that has your scent on it because then now he's by yes. mommy. 
Okay. Yeah. And so that's why, like I say, when he's out of the kennel, then if he's being that untrustworthy, then he's either tied to a human or he's in his kennel. If he starts to bark in his kennel, get a pop can, rinse out, spit, uh, put five pennies in it, tape it with uh, Gorilla Tape. I no longer am a duct tape fan. That sucks. Gorilla Tape is the way to go. Put Gorilla Tape on it and then shake the can. Give the give the growl. Ah, shake the can and then you're quiet with it. Ah, shake quiet. As soon as he quiets him for a second, just call me and say thank you. Don't say good boy. They get so all nutsy in the headsy. Okay? okay so anyway, okay. so he, he starts to, he looks at you. Let's say you can hear him starting to wind up. Just, just rattle the can. Don't shake it. Just a ting, 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 ting. Ah, 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 ah. Quiet. All right? So help him settle himself down. And he'll get better at it. But you just got to be more diligent and you and hang in there. It will come together. Yep, yep. And they, he's a great dog. Yeah, but you just got to input. You got to remember the only input he had was to be not nice, okay? So now you got to show him the flip side of the coin and give him more things to think about. You know, more things he's got to figure out in his head. And that's going to bring the confidence out. And so that's going to, the whole situation will turn, okay? Okay. Okay. Good luck. Thank you for your help. You better hold on a sec. Can you hold on a sec, Josh? You want to get her name and number, and let's give her one of the Nutrisource packages, okay? Yeah, for sure. So hold on. Don't hang up, and we'll give you one of the Nutrisource packages, okay? Awesome. Thank you. You betcha. Bye-bye. Okay, Josh, we're going to go to, let's go to break, and then we'll come back. Josh can do his thing, and then whatever type thing. Okay, so hold on. Okay, what soft drink was originally invented for a user as a mixer with whiskey? Mr. Pibb? Coca-Cola, Sprite, or Mountain Dew. We'll be back. Hello. Thank you for listening to the Gady Canine Show. This is a 20-year anniversary today. I've been, well, technically it was yesterday. I started the first, um, whatever you call it, the first Saturday in August, this, the first year of the radio show. Lori and Julia started the first week in June, and then we I started the first in August, and we're the three originals left. Okay, what soft drink was originated, invented, uh, originally invented for a, a use in a mixer with whiskey? Mr. Pibb, Coca-Cola, Sprite, or Mountain Dew? What do you go, think, Josh? I'm going to go Pibb. Pibb, what do you say, Dr. Jess? Oh. Okay, what were the choices again? Uh, Mr. Pibb, Coca-Cola, Sprite, Sprite, and... Uh, I'm going to go with Sprite. Mountain Dew. Right. Nope. nope. And I, 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 my gut told me to say Mountain Dew and I didn't. I said Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb tastes like Dr. Pepper. Okay. Okay. But anyway, okay. No, it's Mountain Dew. Born in the hills of Tennessee in 1940s. Why would you put Mountain Dew in your whiskey? Listen. listen. Oh, okay. Born in the hills of Tennessee in 1940s, Mountain Dew was originally invented by two brothers, Barney and Allie Hartman, for the use as a mixer with whiskey. Mountain Dew is actually a slang name for moonshine. And some of the early bottles were even adorned with the skeleton of a character called Willie the Hillbilly. And believe it or not, I have a bottle that has Willie the Hillbilly oh on it. Gosh. And that's something. Yahoo, Mountain Dew. Okay. Uh, I was never a Mountain Dew fan, you know. Um, and then when they... Oh, I thought it was Yahoo 7-Up. No, it was Yahoo Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super confused. Huh? All right. Okay. <laughs> Where are you? Are you with us, Josh? Yeah, we have Andrea on the line uh, with a question regarding her dog throwing up. Throwing up. Well, that's not good. Hi, Andrea. How you doing? Hi, Andrea. Hello. Hello. Um, okay, so I have a question. Sure. My, my old, my uh, about 97-pound old English bulldog um, seems to randomly puke. Um, it started after our oldest 
dog passed away in March. Uh, we take, we've taken him to the vet. We've done all tests, and all tests are telling us, besides maybe something more expensive, you know, like a X, or we've done even an X-ray, like a CT scan or something like that. Um, all the tests are coming back normal. Okay, what uh, is your dog throwing up, bile or food? By uh, bile, is it bile greenish? Is it, is, is it like more mm-hmm. is foamy? It like, it's kind of foamy, and he'll drink a lot of water. Okay, no, when, he, when he throws up, is it like a foamy bile, like bright yeah. yellow, green things like yeah. that? More okay. foamy bile, yeah. Okay, okay. And then what food, sometimes foods in it though too. Okay, a little bit. Yeah. Um, what kind of food are you feeding right now? Um, so we are doing half and half primal, um, you know, raw, yeah, the primal nuggets, okay, and um, and some, huh? <laughs> a little bit of rice sometimes too, and then a little bit of dry food. Okay, what dry food? I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> okay, until you know. It's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the best is noose, of course. Of course. Uh, of course. But anyway, so, okay, so the, the the bio, how often does he do this? So now it's been less, and it seems like it's just more random. Like, we can't put our finger on it. So, I mean, like, is it once a day, what, twice a week, what? Maybe now, like, once a week. Uh, is it in the morning, afternoon, early evening, evening? Random. That's oh. random, too. Okay. Okay, Dr. Jess. Well, you said it, it that sometimes he drinks water and throws that up. So he'll he'll eat and then he'll like drink a lot of water. It seems like he's doing. Mm-hmm. And yep. and you had blood and urine test done. Blood and urine test. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't know if we had urine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, so if you haven't done that yet, that's important to do because that kind of completes the information that you can get from blood work. It also kind of depends on. Um, what extent of blood tests you had done. There's all sorts of profiles available. And so okay. it might just depend on what you had done. But that's the kind of thing where, um, you know, you might need a little bit more information to be able to sort it out. Sometimes it is just an issue of the food. And so yeah. doing something like doing an experiment with just stopping the dry food for a week. Um, yeah. si- since the vomiting is sporadic and random those kinds of things are always a little bit harder to track down right because it doesn't happen every day so what happens right. if he doesn't vomit for a week and you're like whoa i think we maybe we fixed this and then he vomits right so yeah. so you might have to for example just stop feeding him dry food completely for a month and mm-hmm. just kind of track you know maybe he only vomits once or twice during that time so then you'd say okay well let's do it for another month and see if we can clear this thing up completely and write things down on the calendar mm-hmm. at what time okay. of day what was right. to be yeah. fed? So you got kind of right. You're going to need to keep track in order to have any data that you can utilize. Otherwise, everybody's just guessing as to what okay. might be going on. Um, okay. Uh, you know, there's a million reasons why dogs might vomit because they're very mm-hmm. good at it. Right. This is how they feed their puppies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. Um, so it could be anything from metabolic problems. Like that's what you're looking for with the blood and the urine test. Cause you're looking to see, well, maybe his kidneys aren't getting rid of toxins and that's why he's vomiting. Or maybe his liver isn't working right. And that's why mm-hmm. he's vomiting. So you're mm-hmm. looking for things like that while, mm-hmm. you know, also looking at other factors that might cause vomiting. Like 
you know, is the lawn being treated regularly? Does he have chemical exposure? Is it, Mm-mm. you know, no. is it within a few days of getting the heartworm preventive or the flea and tick thing or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you have to kind yeah. of put all those factors together and see yeah. if you can find a pattern. If he okay. if he drinks a lot of water, you know, you just so stop feeding him dry food to see if the water consumption goes down. Mm-hmm. That will tell you if it's just a factor of eating dry food or if there's an underlying problem, like maybe he's got some Cushing's disease, which doesn't always show up on blood tests. So, so you need to kind of do a little bit of experimentation and Mm -hmm. also really start to gather concrete data, which can be hard when you have a real life and you're busy. And then, you know, it's like you turn around, you're like, gosh, darn it, the dog puked again. But, but in order to figure this out, you're going to need to be able to really answer some questions. Like Katie was saying. Uh, just start uh-huh. tracking the time of day because you might see mm-hmm. it's not always first thing in the morning, but maybe five mm-hmm. times out of six it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that okay. kind of points us in one direction versus, oh, no, mm-hmm. it's when he's been on a walk and then he comes in and he drinks a whole ton of water. Then he's going to barf it back up. OK, Does that, make, uh-huh. that makes sense. So basically you're still in the information gathering period. Yep, okay. and then also too, you know, uh, if you listen to show, I'm a big advocate of not feeding dry food dry because that's like eating a butt load yeah. of saltine crackers. You want to rehydrate, so pull the dry right yeah. now. Try just you know your raw, and then if you right. want to reintroduce the dry back, make sure you rehydrate it before mm-hmm. you feed it. All right, okay. so that right, and and sometimes that's a good experiment anyway. And so sometimes yeah. people will say, you know, um, you know, you get an idea in your head. Well, I I think this is the problem. Okay, Uh so then test that theory. Stop feeding it to your dog for a month, Uh then feed it to him again. Does he barf again? Yeah. Like, you know, that's a question that you can answer, but otherwise you're just guessing and, you know, Uh making these wild conjectures kind of thing. My dogs have been uh, test Uh tubes many a time. (laughs) Right. For something on what I want to learn. Exactly. So, So you have to kind of... I, I like I'm a big fan of home experimentations because people will email me and they'll say like, you know, well, what do you think would happen if I stopped feeding him this or you, well, you have to it. try it. I don't have a crystal ball. Yeah, <laughs> but but you can you can try it. Pay attention. Start documenting the vomiting episodes. What okay. he vomited up, uh, okay. how long it had been since he had eaten or had anything to drink. Was okay. it a super hot day? Had he just been out for a walk? Was he playing with another dog in the neighborhood? Like, did he have a lot of activity? Because you could kind of see how that's that is going to make a bulldog vomit. Oh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Would you would you say to give him um, a meprazole or the acid reducer? No, because I think you're guessing. Uh-huh. Okay. You're guessing, and and omeprazole. Like me personally, I would say if you're thinking about using omeprazole, do your mm-hmm. dog a favor, go mm-hmm. to Doctor Google. And say, mm-hmm. gee, Dr. Google, what are the side effects of omeprazole? And then you decide if those are okay with you, if those things happen to your dog. Okay. And you have to look up the side effects of omeprazole in humans because it is a drug mm-hmm. that is used in humans. Mm-hmm. And side effects in animals are poorly recorded. Okay. Because we okay. don't notice them. We don't know if our dog has a headache or feels dizzy or feels weird or, you know, yeah. has dry mouth or whatever. Okay. So, but I would say like, you know, so if you did that experiment, if you said, okay, well, I'm going to give the dog a meprazole for two weeks and see Mm -hmm. if it reduces the incidence of vomiting. First, you have to know what your incidence of vomiting is to know what you're trying to reduce. 
Okay. And so what if you give the dog a Meprazole for two weeks and you say, oh, look, it worked. He hasn't vomited once in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now what do you do? Are you going to keep him on a Meprazole forever? Never. That is not, not a good, good long-term strategy. No. Okay. Those drugs have severe consequences with long-term mm-hmm. use. Yep. So okay. mo- most physicians don't recommend using them for longer than three days. So okay. decide what you want to do. Okay. okay. Some input, right, input, so. input. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks for the data. call. Thank have a good one. Yep, more data. Okay, what soft drink was the first product ever to appear in the cover of Time Magazine? Dr. Pepper, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up? We'll be back.